Welcome to Beyond the Book. In this episode, we'll talk about success strategies and how when they are designed by triumphant people, they often lead to amazing accomplishments. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, guiding you through the essential elements that routinely show up in successful individuals. So let's dive into another episode to help you accomplish your objectives in a more timely and efficient manner. Hello and welcome back to another installment of Beyond the Book. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We've got a great conversation lined up for you today. The book that we're going to be discussing, a relatively newer book, the title Remote Control Retirement Riches. So we're joined by the author, Adiel Gorel. He's going to be joining us momentarily. But first, I wanted to give you, our audience, a little bit of a background on the book. It's kind of in the name, Remote Control Retirement Riches, really centered around the idea of you can plan out a retirement strategy remotely by using Adiel's experiences in the real estate market and how you can utilize single home, uh, single family homes, manage those properties, and ultimately create a little nest egg for yourself that can help propel you towards your goals and ultimately towards retirement. So we've got a great conversation on tap with Adiel himself. He's going to explain uh, some of the inner workings of the book and some of those secrets that he's learned along the way. Also, how this book was able to already, after just under a month of being released, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. So, hey, let's go ahead and give a warm welcome to Mr. Adiel Gorel. Adiel, great to see you. How are you doing today? Ryan, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All righty. Well, hey, we're, we're honored to have you on board. I'm sure it's been a busy time for you, Adiel, you know, with the book coming out in May. Uh, here we are just now rolling into June of 2021. You've had less than a month since the book drop. It's already among the Amazon bestsellers list. Walk me through what the last few days have been like for you. It's probably been quite busy. Well, it's been very fulfilling because uh, this book is the latest iteration. It's the, uh, you know, update to the year 2021 where I talk about things like, you know, the pandemic and many of the new things that we have to talk about. But I have thousands of people who have been on the remote control retirement path for a long time. I've been doing this for 38 years. Wow. So uh, this is probably the reason because a lot of the people said, what? You know, there's a new book. I want to get it. So that's, you know, the kind of thing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, for those that might not be familiar with remote control retirement riches or you personally, Adiel, I'd love to have you give a little bit of a background for us as to, you know, what your your personal and professional upbringing look like, some career, you know, uh, milestones that you've hit along the way. Just give us a little bit of a, an insight into who is Adiel Gorel, if you will. Okay, so I was actually born into a family of real estate developers, but of course, as a child, all I wanted to do was play. I didn't care about all of that. Sure. But not being able to help hearing my family talking, I got two kind of takeaway messages from my childhood. One, it's good to own property. Number two, it's not so good to sell it because later you say I shouldn't have sold. So I came to Silicon Valley as an electrical engineer you know, and computer scientist. I taught at Stanford and nothing to do, you know, with real estate at all. And then I got my first job at Hewlett Packard Labs in Palo Alto. So I was getting paid a lot better at Hewlett Packard Labs than at Stanford. So I was a very young man getting paid very well in Silicon Valley. And I looked at my colleagues who had been working there, some of them for 20 and 30 years. And I said, boy, they must be rich. They weren't. They just owned their own home and a 401k. I said, that's not going to be the case with me. 
So I started buying rental homes right there in Silicon Valley in the 1980s. I bought a few homes, but everybody was uh, going with the rule of only buy within 30 minutes drive of where you live. Hmm. And the Silicon Valley prices never worked. The rents were always too low relative to the prices. So I said, you know, I'm going to break this rule. I'm going to go to where the, you know, the numbers make sense. So I did a little research. Of course, I didn't have the web. And Sergey Brin and Larry Page were in kindergarten back in the day. But I had the, uh, you know, ARPANET still at Stanford. And I saw that if I go to a small town, a small city, called Las Vegas. I'm sure you've heard that. Oh, before. yes, just a small city. Yeah, a small city. <laughs> well, it was actually small back then. Sure, sure. Four, 450,000 people. Wow. And people were making a lot of noise. By the year 2000, it's going to be a million. Mm-hmm. Well, by the year 2000, it got to be a million and a quarter. But I went to Vegas, and I discovered I can buy single-family homes for a quarter of the Silicon Valley price. But they rented for about half of the rent. So that was, I started going to Vegas every weekend. It took me some time. Obviously, you know, I was living in California, so I needed Mm -hmm. property management firms to take care of my homes. I needed brokers. Within a few months, I got my bearings. I started buying aggressively. I bought Mm -hmm. 22 homes in my first year. Wow. It's not as as impressive as it sounds. If you promise not to laugh, I'll tell you that the average home I bought in Vegas at that time cost me $39,000 for, for the whole wow. house. Oh my goodness. And Fannie Mae, and Fannie Mae let me put only 10% down with PMI. So mm-hmm. I, it wasn't hard. Sure. My friends, my friends in Silicon Valley said, wow, we want to join you. Before I knew it, I was leading a group of people and we bought hundreds of homes in Vegas. Before I know it, I started getting invited to speak about this because everybody was wondering who is the crazy guy that, you know, that's buying out of state. And in one of the lectures was a reporter for the San Francisco Examiner, was a big thing in the in the Sunday paper. Mm-hmm. I realized I was having much more fun doing this, changing my own financial future, because I kept on buying, right. and changing the future of an ever-growing number of people. So I quit my high-tech life, started our company, ICG, and in the past 35 years, our investors bought more than 10,000 homes in wow. dozens of markets in the U.S., But it's the same idea. So let's say that you, Ryan, Mm -hmm. want to buy just one home in one of the markets where we have bought. Well, you know, our investors may have bought a thousand homes there. So you think, oh, I'm coming in. It's far from home. Yes, you connect me with your property manager. But what is he going to care about me? I'm Ryan. I just bought one home. Right. Well, they don't want you to complain to me or my company because they can lose a thousand homes. Sure. So you sure. get, we lend you the clout of a thousand homes. So that's what we've been doing now. Many of our people are busy Silicon Valley people, doctors, lawyers. Some of them hardly have any time to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So how can how can they buy homes? Well, we have people who bought ten and twenty and fifty and more homes being extremely busy because property managers take care of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I call it remote control 
retirement riches. I love that, Adiel. And I want to get into that in just a moment because that is uh, such an attractive feature of, of you know, your practice, of what you, what you preach, really. But Adiel, you know, just looking at your experiences and, and shifting, you know, away from your, your day job, so to speak, to ultimately pursue this passion that was growing your net worth by the day, uh, you really did crack the code, if you will, on creating a, a wealth building program that is that was allowing not just you but the other users that were uh, you know following in your footsteps to you know move into really being a full time real estate mogul you know uh, it's really a, a fantastic program and and you dive into this information in the book and I'd love to hit a few of these key secrets obviously we don't want to give away too much here on the podcast today uh, because we want people to head over to Amazon and maybe pick it up or or the, you know their closest bookstore perhaps uh, but either way one of the first um, you know, first facets that I'd like to touch on with the book here is ultimately the idea of an individual becoming a rental home investor without changing their lifestyle. Could you talk to this, talk to us a little bit about that, that key phrase right there of without changing their lifestyle? So I get invited to speak a lot in Silicon Valley companies, and it's very fun for me because I'm a Silicon Valley guy by background. So my logic speaks to their logic. It's all logical. Mm -hmm. You know, it's inescapable. So I was speaking to Intel about eight months ago. So I get a call from an engineer. Hi, I work at Intel. I'm very well paid. My credit is amazing. I have no time, but I really like it. So we talked about which market makes sense because in the book, I have a whole chapter of where to buy and why. I connected him with our team and then the team helped him find a home, buy it. He bought just one home to see doesn't really take away from his busy time. He didn't. So he bought another one, another one, another one. And it doesn't impinge on his time because property managers do the whole work. You know, mm -hmm. I, for example, I lead by example. I own well over 100 homes. I can assure you, Ryan, if I were taking care of my own homes, I wouldn't be talking to you now. I'd be fixing a <laughs> toilet at this very moment. But I'm Correct. not interested. I don't touch my homes. I don't. It's remote control. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into that a little bit. How how nice is that when you are you're having these conversations with maybe it's potential clients that want to come into your program and or buy a book or learn from any of your teachings and you walk them through the idea of no, it's okay. You don't have to be so hands on with home ownership. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that conversation specifically, as well as just the different perks and advantages of of utilizing a service to uh, like a rental management service to handle these things for you? Well, I mean, if you live in, a, in an expensive place in the country, like I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, mm -hmm. right away, you know, you don't want to buy rental homes here because the numbers are all skewed up. But you know, for example, that you can buy in one of the big cities in the middle of the country and it works. But how are you going to buy there? Who's a, that's where the fact that we've already bought in that market that I'm thinking about, 1,800 plus homes over 17 years. And clearly all the service providers care about our business and hence your business. Mm -hmm. It's much easier. All we do is connect you to our team. They work with you. Actually, out of the 10,000 plus homes that my investor bought over the past 30 something years, 2,000 were bought by people who live across the ocean who are not expected to hop on a plane and fix you know, the leaky faucet. Sure. Some of them 
Some of them don't even speak English very well. Mm. So, I mean, that's how remote control, you know, it is. And one of my criteria of what kind of homes to buy is we like to buy brand new homes in good areas. Mm -hmm. So people fall prey to the, well, I'm going to buy junk and be, because the junk looks better on paper. Sure. Well, life, life doesn't happen on paper. Right. Buying nice, good new homes in good areas start the whole thing off very well. Mm -hmm. It's all under warranty and good property manager take care of it. I've retired thousands of people by now mm -hmm. and thousands of people sent their kid to college. My own kid is a sophomore in high school and he wants to go to Stanford like his dad. If he gets accepted and nobody's going to give me any financial help, mm -hmm. all I have to do is peel off a couple of houses from the more than a hundred. And that's four years at Stanford. And I didn't even feel that it came off. Wow. So I mean, people, yeah, that's, people, that's yeah, fantastic. it's fantastic. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I mean, it, that's no, no. the idea of being able to, like you said, peel a few of your houses off of your portfolio to handle one of the biggest financial commitments an individual can make in a lifetime next to obviously home college is right up there, uh, you know, next to that type of purchase. So, uh, walk me through, you know, having some of those conversations with clients and, and that light bulb moment that you might have with individuals once they realize, wait a second, I can use this, my, my side hustle, if you will, as an ability to make some of the biggest payments in my life. You know, absolutely. It like? And it's not even a hustle. It's so passive, but sure. there is a, there's a layer that I need to put into this conversation now. That's really the secret sauce and hardly anyone talks about it. And it really centers around the fact that I speak with an accent. You can hear that, right? Of okay. course. So when you speak with an accent, by definition, it means you are born in another country. It means you can see things in this country, maybe with a different set of eyes, because mm -hmm. it's not. And there is one thing that is absolutely unique to rental homes in the United States only to the best of my knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, this is the only country in the world where they give you something that you know very well, but maybe never really thought what it means, the 30-year fixed rate loan. You know, of course you know. Course. When, I, when I talk in Europe, I tell the Europeans, my Americans can get a loan called 30 years fixed. And they say, well, what does that mean? I say, just like the name implies. The monthly payment never changes ever with inflation, even though in 16 years it might just be you know enough to buy dinner for two. It'll never change. Mm -hmm. And the loan balance that keeps on going down with amortization principal payments also doesn't keep up. They say, no way. You are either an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. That's impossible. Because let us show you just by logic. We know you have inflation in the U.S., 30 years ago, you bought a postage stamp for four cents. Now it's 50 something cents. 30 years ago, you went to the movies in New York City for two bucks. Now it's 16 bucks. If you go to Whole Foods right now and you buy an organic avocado for $2 and a quarter, you know, I know, we know in 12 years, it's going to be $4. Everybody knows that. Of course. How could, how could anyone be stupid enough to give you a loan that will be the only thing in the entire U.S. economy that will never keep up with inflation while everything else does. If that were true, which it can't be true, it cannot be true, 
it would be the biggest financial gift in the world. And you know what? I agree. But Americans don't think about it. So it falls to the guy who speaks with an accent to highlight that. I talked to Warren Buffett in 2012. He never thought it was special because he was born in the US. But of course, he's brilliant. He got it in a, in a second and said, I'm never putting more than 20% down. Not that he can't afford to. It just it's too much of a gift. This gift is the secret. Now, you don't have to wait for 30 years. Let me give you an example. I was at a party in Silicon Valley two years ago, before the pandemic, party. And all of a sudden, a guy gets up and gives me a hug. I said, well, what was that for? He said, I bought 11 houses with you guys. And after about 14 years, which was last year, my typical home was worth about $310,000. And my typical loan, even though it had 16 years left still to pay, was about $50,000. That's what inflation does to the 30-year fixed rate loan. In this example, his loan was about 17% of the value of the home after 14 years. He said, you know what? You know, I had 11 homes. I sold three of them, paid my capital gains, paid off all the little eight remaining loans. And with eight free and clear homes, I never have to work anymore. Retired from Silicon Valley. That's why I got up and gave you a hug. I have thousands of stories like these. I can believe it. So let me ask you this, Adiel. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I use the phrase cracking the code. You, you call it a, a, one of the biggest financial gifts that the United States, you know, housing industry gives to, you know, a, a consumer. So let me ask you this. Why, wh where did your inspiration come to share this awakening, to share this knowledge with everyone? Why did you feel not only it was so important to obviously start, you know, your company, IGG, but also write the book, Remote Control Retirement Riches? Why, you know, talk to me about that inspiration. What was really propelling you? So this whole thing began, as I told you, for me, buying for myself. But mm -hmm. then my Silicon Valley friend said, please lead us as a group so we'll buy then I started getting invited to speak in all those real estate clubs. You know those clubs when people come and listen to a speaker and then sure. they go home and they then they go home and they do nothing? Those clubs. So, <laughs> those ones. I, I, so I started speaking and I realized I love to teach. I even taught at Stanford. I just mm -hmm. like teaching. But in this case, it was more fulfilling because I could tell I'm changing people's financial futures like you. Right. Let's say you buy a home you know, today. You're a young man. You buy you know, another one, another one. I... I'm very happy that I was a factor in you becoming much stronger later on. So I love it. Finally, I was lecturing a lot. I was mm -hmm. on TV and I said, I need to write a book. The first book I wrote was called Remote Control Real Estate Riches. And it was published in 2001. And so since then, I wrote Remote Control Retirement Riches. I wrote the you know, updated version of remote control retirement riches. I wrote a book called, uh, you know, Invest Then Rest. And I wrote a book in a foreign country called Discovering Real Estate in America. And plus some health and wellness books because I'm, you know, I care about that stuff too. I was invited to do a PBS, you know, a public television show uh -huh. on this. So the name of the show was, no surprise, Remote Control Retirement Riches with Adiel Gorel. Anybody who is listening to this podcast wants to get the link to the television show that aired for years all over the United States, I'll be happy to send you a link. Uh, you can tell them where to reach us and I'll send them you know, the link. 
Absolutely. And Adiel, while you bring that up, that's a fantastic question that I do ask all of our guests. If somebody's hearing this right now, and they are certainly not only interested in the book, but your work through ICG as a whole, what would be their first step to getting connected with you and your team to start down this path? All you need to do is to send us an email at info at icgre.com info at icgre.com ask to talk to me you know directly so i made it a priority i dedicate more than half my time to one-on-one meetings by phone it's not it's not a lot of suffering i walk in my backyard looking at the bay and talk on the phone in the sun it's not such a big suffering but i make sure that i speak personally you know to people because i feel i can make a difference because i've been doing it for so long now, some people ask, and I know that you'll probably ask, well, you know, Adiel, you have all these books about retirement. Why aren't you retired with more than 100 <laughs> homes? Well, I started, this, I started this when I was 29. I could have retired quite nicely at 42, 43, strongly. I simply am not interested. See, I like vacation as much as the next guy, but I like it when it's a vacation. In other words, I work, sure. then I take time off. If life is only vacation, not interested. So I'm in my 60s now, still not retired, not interested in retirement. But I can do whatever I want. If I want to take a day off or a week off, or you know, I can do it, of course. But Warren Buffett, by the way, turned 90, I believe about nine months ago, not retired, working full time. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Happy as a clam, too. <laughs> um, it's well, fun. He, I- yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, uh, I, it's however you want to be able to spend that time at the end of the day and whatever whatever fulfills you ultimately. You know, Adiel, another conversation I wanted to have with you today specifically about the book and, and just your work as a whole, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, look, we, it nailed our country. It really hurt us. It set a lot of folks back. Uh, you know, we weren't as prepared as we could have probably been for it in some instances. But at the end of the day, Adiel, how did this really impact the rental home market, the house buying market, your company as a whole. Walk me through what COVID-19 did to this landscape for you. Absolutely. And I cover it in the book as well. But here's what happened. COVID-19 actually created some very beneficial situations for people like us who buy rental homes in the suburbs. Because one of the things that happened first is many tenants were afraid to live in an apartment complex because they didn't want to share the same you know, elevator and stairwell. Sure. They were looking for a single family home in the suburbs with a yard and room for a home office. That's exactly what we buy. So the vacancy rates in the markets that I like, and it's in the book exactly where to buy, uh, were very strong to begin with, very low. You know, the vacancy rates were low. The occupancy rates were very strong. But with the COVID, my manager said, I've never gotten so many rental applications. It was those tenants leaving the apartment complex because of COVID. So that's, that's a positive thing. Second thing, the Fed saw that there was a crisis, lowered the interest rate to essentially the, lower po- the lowest point in history. Well, that is a very positive thing for us because we buy houses. However, there's a flip side to the positive and something became negative. Because of the low rates and the demand for single family homes, 
the demand became so high in most markets in the US that the supply couldn't handle it. So huge demand, no supply. In many of our markets now, even if you want to buy, you need to go on a waiting list and wait for homes to become available. There are markets in the country that went completely out of the norm where you want to buy because you put a home for sale in those markets and you get 20 offers on the same day for much more. You can't buy in those markets. So the number of markets that are viable has gone down. The scarcity of homes is a problem. You need to be on sure. a waiting list. However, you know, I look at it as a 10, 15 year investment or longer. So waiting a couple of months on a waiting list, who cares? But this, and then there's one other thing. We have essentially the lowest interest rates in the history of time right now. You know, they go a little up, a little down, like the lowest ever. You know, in addition, last year, the government printed $2 trillion for a stimulus, another $2 trillion, $3 trillion to put into the financial market, $7 trillion. Biden has already said he wants to print $6 new trillion. When you print more than $10 trillion over a year, chasing the same amount of goods, that spells inflation. So if somebody is giving you a 30-year fixed rate loan on a home you bought at the lowest rate in history, which will never, ever change, heading into a stronger inflation, music to my ears. Mm -hmm. Now the great result may happen not in 14 years, but in 10 years. So this is actually a good thing. The inflation that's upcoming is actually a positive thing. It's for really, us, for us. Right, right. It's really interesting to hear you talk about uh, what ultimately seems like more of, of positive outcomes than negative outcomes as a result of COVID in regards to specifically how you analyze the housing market and position yourself and your company. This is all fantastic information and makes total sense. Uh, my my last thing I really want to leave our viewers with or our audience with today, Gadia, would be, uh, you know, do you have any final tips or tips or tricks or suggestions for anyone that might be considering getting into this space, uh, you know, starting to invest in home ownership uh, and taking that next step? Any any final tips to leave our audience with today? Well, first, I want to say what the steps are, and the steps are as simple as can be. Buy a brand new home in a good area, in a large metropolitan area, in the markets that I talk about, and then get the manager to rent it out. And then the next step, proceed to do the one action that's the hardest action for a human being to do. Nothing. That is so hard for people to do. All you need to do is sit back, just do nothing. And the biggest tip also is people say, yeah, but I need to learn. I need to go to a seminar. I need to go to a boot camp. No, you don't. Don't get into that thing. In that book, for example, you have more than what you need, more, more than what you need. And anybody who wants to talk to me, I love talking about it, as you can probably tell here. Give us a, send us an email, be in touch with us. I'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. Well, Adiel, we really appreciate your time. Again, ladies and gentlemen, our listeners, the book is Remote Control Retirement Riches. 
It's been soaring onto the Amazon bestseller list after its release this past May. I'd highly recommend picking up a copy. Start this process for yourself. Learn from Adiel himself, his team. Obviously, he's found quite a way to get into this market. Five-star reviews, you name it. Uh, it's quite a valuable resource. And as Adiel just mentioned, hey, look, this is this is a one-stop shop. You can sit back and do nothing after reading this book. Adiel, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. All righty. And for, so for Adiel, I'm Ryan Ruff. We thank you again one last time for joining us on Beyond the Book, and we'll see you again on the next episode.